from now until we get into heaven, we're going to fall short on a day in and doubt basis. We're going to need the blood of Jesus to cover us in the grace of Jesus to reconcile us back to him. This is The Uncomfortable Truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we talk about things that are uncomfortable. Because as Christians, we should just learn how to do the hard things better, right? Because life don't get any easier, does it? It does not. It does not. It does not. It gets harder. Have you ever left any money in your pockets? As a matter of fact, we have. <laughs> you know, I, there's times that I'll wake up the next morning and think, oh, darn, those jeans I had on last night that I, or maybe three days ago, I left $150 in my pocket. Where'd it Wonder go? where that went. <laughs> what happens when you leave money in your pockets, Obi? Well, very rarely do I do the laundry. Are we about to talk about a laundry tax? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody makes a decent living on washing our clothes. <laughs> I know they make a decent living on mine because I've I've left hundreds and hundreds of dollars in my pants before. <laughs> when I was growing up, um, my dad, and I, it finally got to the point, actually, I don't know. I, I wanted to, like, say that my dad knew that he was leaving the money for me. Oh, you would do the laundry growing no, no, up? No, no, no. So every week that we would we would go eat lunch after church. And my dad, you know, he, he, would, he would filter through about four or five shirts every four or five weeks. Okay. And he wouldn't wash them. Okay. So he would... He would, it, because we'd go to church. Right. He he wore it straight to church, straight to lunch, straight home. He took it off and hung it back up on the same hanger that he took it off of. Unless you ate like somewhere like a Shogun or Jalapeno Tree. Right. Where you shared his stinky. Which we didn't eat another way like that. <laughs> we ate at Whataburger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's when my love for Whataburger started <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. Started early. But anyway, dad always always would take his lunch money because back then we did we paid cash for everything just yeah. about and he would put his cash in his church shirt pocket and so and he ne he would never take it out he always forgot that he put it there because sunday was the only day of the week where he would stick his cash in his front pocket every other day he put it in his wallet and he a lot of times to church i wonder why he did that i don't know but I could, it, on any given week, in any given year, for a good solid five years, from the time I was probably 15, 14 to 19, I could go in my dad's closet and bring out at least a couple hundred bucks. Off, out of shirt pockets. Out of shirt pockets. I'd, I'm going through every shirt pocket. Now, did he know that it was in there? Like, the next time you went to eat, he'd be like, oh, cool. And pull it out? Nope. Because you got it before he did, didn't yep. he? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was very few times, and I'm telling you, this happened at least every other week. There was very few times where he wondered what happened to his money. Does your dad listen to this podcast? He will. He'll he might know. He might, he might remember this and be like, oh, yeah, I did. I did that on purpose. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I, and I haven't, I haven't asked him if it was intentional. But 
over the course of five years, it was a few thousand dollars. Man, <laughs> so. I've got some. When I started driving, these are like just cool dad stories. When I started driving, I got my brother's truck hand-me-down, which my brother was driving, I think it was a 94, 96 model Chevy half-ton, nothing special. And he got a new truck or a new-to-him truck. And so right. I got his old truck. Right. Was tickled to death. Drove it for about a year, and then uh, I've always been a deal finder. I'm looking for stuff. And me and my dad found this little Toyota, little two-wheel drive Toyota for sale for from somebody in our church for like a thousand bucks. Right. So we bought us another truck. Me and okay. my dad did. So I had two trucks. I was driving back and forth to Marshall to work some, and so it got better gas mileage. Now I'd drive that little Toyota back and forth to Marshall, but I wouldn't drive it if it was on E. I would drive the other one. <laughs> so my method of madness was just drive the one that has gas in it. My dad would drive the other one and fill it oh, up. Yes. And then I'd jump in the other one. He knew. He knew what was going on. <laughs> he, he knew what was going on. Knew. He had to. I was a tightwad too. Dude, that, that's that's funny. Um, you know, I, I my dad... My dad was very uh, money conscious um, most of most of my life, but by the time I was old enough to drive, my brother and sister were both gone and moved out of the house. Yeah, and it was just me and my dad. It, nobody else lived there, and you know, until until he remarried when I was about eighteen or so. Um, but so for for four three three or four years something like that, it was just me and him. And he he was a lot for he gave, he gave out a little more yeah friendly. you uh, know and that that's probably had a lot to do with it too because by that time my brother was about to go to college or was in college I may have been a junior or senior if I was a junior he was in college and so things you know you one kid in the house it's a little bit easier exactly you know for sure for sure financially definitely and we were great kids as well so it's easy to like for them to want to give us stuff you know <laughs> never any trouble <laughs> if, our, if if brandon and sean were here they're not would, yeah i know but if they were they're they can comment if they want to but i'll delete it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly all right we're gonna jump in over we open this up yeah yeah uh lord we just thank you so much for for bringing us here safely Lord, we thank you for another day to wake up and be alive and to just to get to experience this life uh, that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for our families. Uh, we pray that you'll just be with anyone out there that's hurting and needs you. Lord, I just pray they would lean into you and uh, just pray for, for, for your help. And Lord, I pray this podcast would reach folks and that uh, we could help possibly make a difference in someone's life and possibly lead them to you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. So I see you have a book here. I do. Um, and, you know, kind of speaking of fun, you know, the fun we had with our dads, the fun we had driving. I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. So how, how many pictures of Jesus have you seen where he's laughing hysterically? Zero. 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 I've never seen one either. Uh, you, you picture of Jesus. You picture the stoic. You picture this stoic looking down upon you. Yeah. Um. You know, idea of Jesus, and so the the question of the week is, 
Do you, did Jesus have fun? I think Jesus had a lot of fun. I do too. I think he had a lot of fun. I think I think he had a lot of fun, but I don't think that the average even Christian thinks about Jesus having fun. I think that they think about Jesus being the judge. I feel yeah. like that growing up we think about we want to do right so that we can because Jesus is watching us, right? I think especially, I think people around here especially think that way because we grew up in the Bible Belt, right? Hellfire and brimstone. Yeah, you went to church. I remember our, our, the first preacher that I remember often preached on hell and condemnation. Yeah. Often. Yeah, it, it was us too. I remember my mom being visibly upset maybe three or four times, five times a year after church of just having some kind of interaction with our pastor that it was like that feeling and thought was, was cast over our church. Yeah. I mean, I think that, 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 that is not, uh, I feel like that that was the norm. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like that that was, and you could argue that a lot of, uh, you know, the last 20 years has maybe changed maybe too much. You know, it's like, it's yeah. in a lot of churches, it's gone almost to, everything's happy go lucky glory you know what do they call it um prosperity gospel yeah you know all, all this like oh god desires you to be wealthy happy. you know all, all these all these things and uh i believe that god does desire our happiness um but there is a place called hell you know yeah, and, it's and real. If you if you aren't uh, if you don't truly believe in Jesus Christ and know that He is God and He is that our personal our personal Lord and Savior, uh, there is a real place called heaven and there is a real place called hell, and I feel like that growing up, our 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 churches the churches we went to, and just the culture in general, especially in this Bible Belt geography and in in our south southeast uh southeastern united states area it was it was very southern baptist very um just preached very intensely you you will go to hell you know yeah. i mean it was yeah. just <laughs> if you do this this and this that's it's right. like a, it's like a checklist to go to hell that's right that's exactly right and and you're like dang i think i did that yesterday yeah <laughs> but was i saved <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and and so I think that just this vision, uh, you know, w- one of the things that I've embarked on kind of over the course of the last three, four years is building a relationship with Jesus, building a relationship with him. And I feel like that when you're when you are involved in building a relationship with anyone, you want to get to know them. And the more that you get to know somebody, the better your relationship generally winds up being, you know? And, and so it's like, you want to know about their personality and their characteristics and you want to know what makes them tick and you want to know what they love to do and their hobbies and all these wonderful things. Well, you know, one of this, this book that I'm reading, you know, that, that we've, I've actually, I've read through it a couple times. Uh, it's just a short little read called "He Gets Us," um, and Max Lucado, the the folks that wrote this book, 
you know, they, they, they'll write a couple paragraphs on any given question. And the question for this particular subject was, did Jesus have fun? And Max Licato in his, uh, you know, two cents that he adds to each question that is presented is, um, you know, an, an Episcopal preacher, of friend of his that he knew very well, um, brought him a picture of Jesus laughing hysterically. Okay. And he was like, and this, this guy, he obviously was a good friend of mine because he knew that I needed to see Jesus laughing. Yeah. Because it was difficult for me to envision him laughing. This is coming from Max. From Max, yeah. And he he was like, it just was. He probably grew up. Exactly. Fire and brimstone. He grew up. He grew up exactly the same way, hearing the same, um, just condemnation preaching that that we heard. And uh, again, there's a there's a place for that. Uh, yeah. But there's also a very large place to understand that Jesus was a fun man and mm -hmm. desires us to have fun. And he gave a lot of examples, and I thought it was really funny. You know, he was like, you know this guy created the universe. He's like, who thought to stretch a giraffe's neck? Like, yeah, man. You know, he was like, who, who, like, thought that it would be a good idea for when an ostrich gets scared for him to stick his head his little bitty tiny head, <laughs> the 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 predator can see the rest of your body, you know. <laughs> but but peekaboo with Jesus a thought that it would be funny for him to just stick just his head in the ground. You know? That is funny. I mean, you really think about things like that. I know. There's some comedy. <laughs> there there absolutely is. And then he was like, and think about what Jesus thought Adam was gonna think. The very first time he saw Eve. Now that's kind of funny. Yeah, because yeah, you you know Adam Whoa. was like, dang, yeah, <laughs> she is looking fine. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. Uh, think about that. You yeah, know, that's like, all like natural stuff that's created. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, and and, that's and really and, neat. And he brings to light some of those really fun, like some of the, I mean. Sex was made for enjoyment and pleasure with your spouse. Yeah, you know, when then uh, marriage. Obviously, it, it was it was made, a man and a woman you know, to to reproduce and create as well. But it was also created for our enjoyment and pleasure uh, between a man and a woman, and you know, in a marriage. And I mean, just think about the first time that Adam saw Eve. I mean, that, yeah, dude. That that's that shows. Can you imagine Jesus, that shows God's sense of humor? Yeah, you know, yeah. and and there's other instances, you know, that that just really, um, you know, just showcase the the sense of humor of Jesus. Just think about all of the things, mm -hmm. like just everything. And and Max says in this book that he has that picture where he can see it every day. Mm. And he wants to see it. It makes him happy to think about Jesus. What, what do you think? Like him walking with the disciples. What do you think? What kind of joke did Jesus tell? <laughs> I could just see him being like something that maybe about like, uh, you know, what do y'all, what did they, what, like, some, what, something like, like, what did Adam how, say? How, to how, Eve? how much money do you think 
uh, or, or how much you want to bet I can heal this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are the odds that I can turn all this water into wine? Yeah. Just by saying something. Man, you know, like, <laughs> how cool would that be? It'd be super neat. I can imagine him walking down the road with Matthew, and you know, like strict and stringent Matthew was, is very like <laughs> black and white, and and him just getting tickled from Matthew, being like, I, you know, I understand you because I know you, but you know, think like this, or just Peter, with them. or Peter, like almost getting in a fight with somebody. And Jesus being like, whoa, bro, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it, man. You're, we're good. We're good. We're okay. Don't don't hit anybody, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just, I, I don't have much more on the topic than that, but I, I think that it's important that we understand the personality of God. And, and it's not a personality of condemnation and judgment and, and, and yes, he is the judge. He is, he is the, he's, he has the final word, but we're here for a very short time. Mm-hmm. And in this time, I believe obviously God wants us to, to give him all the praise, glory and honor for the lives that we live and the th- and in the things that we do. And he wants us to, he, he, you know, he lays out the rules for us. He gives us the commandments nowhere in that set of commandments does it say to not have fun while we're doing them. Yeah. I think about like one of the greatest examples we have on this earth is our kids, like the relationship that we have with our kids. And when they get home from school and they're like, Hey dad, you want to throw the football with me? That's fun. Yeah. They just desire a relationship with their dad. And how many times, like, you know, I think about the times that we've had moments where we're like doubled over laughing because my youngest said something super witty. You know, right? Or my, you know, my middle one is a little quirky, and he, he says something funny, and it's just, you know, we all have a good time. But also on the same side of that is, as a parent, we're there to protect them and guide them and to prepare them for life, right? And I, and, and like, if we take that's not that it's anywhere close, but it is probably one of the closest examples that we have of how. Jesus loves us and desires our relationship to be with him, our, our father in heaven. That's right. He just wants us to be like, Hey Jesus, we go outside and throw the football with me. Yeah. And think about how much more, um, just fulfilling and valued all of those relationships are when they're not just, um, when they're, when they're not just about the rate, like the, the, the part the, the important parts like are like the the maybe the parts that you think about being uh, the most vital, you know, to the growth of the child. You know, yeah, I've got to discipline them. I have to it. If you're not having fun with them and loving them and showing them all of these things that are of God, they're from yeah. God, uh, you know, having fun is from him. If we're not doing those things, what kind of impact are we going to have in the other areas? And if we're just pointing out where our kids make mistakes, right? How how does that make them feel? Have you ever stopped in the middle of like pointing out your kids' mistakes? Obviously, we have to teach them through those things. But if that's all that we do, how does that make them feel? And how do you feel if you feel like Jesus is just pointing out all your mistakes? I know how I feel. Yes, me too. Just wrecked, like like a failure, like frozen. Exactly. It, it, it makes you feel like you're never going to 
be yeah. good enough. You're never going to, um, you know, be able to measure up, yeah. you know? And so, you know, why try? That's exactly right. You know, and, and hey, yeah, I think I have some encouragement today for like, if you're in a marriage to where you both are pointing out each other's mistakes all the time, that's not going to start on the other party. Like if your wife points out your mistakes all the time and nags you all the time, just try loving her unconditionally. That's really hard. I mean, it, I can, it can be really hard, I'm sure. Uh, but it's got to start. It's got to start with me, with you. Uh, and then that, I promise you, that will filter through your relationship and it will start to heal. And you'll find ways in there to, to heal. Well, that's exactly, it's exactly what happened in Tony Evans' life. Mm. And in Tony Evans' life, his dad converted to Christianity when he was a young boy. Not a young boy, like a, like a teenager. And his mom did not. Mm. And his dad, his mom didn't even want his dad to read the Bible while she was awake. Wow. And so he had to go downstairs after she would go to sleep and read the Bible. And he was like, my dad was relentless. He would not not read the Bible. He mm. said, but he didn't want to upset my mom. Yeah. And so he wouldn't do it in front of her. And he was like, after it, he's like, it, you could just see God working on my mom. Through, through, through my dad. dad's obedience of just wanting to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And he was like, finally, she comes down the stairs one night and sees him reading the Bible. And she's like, why do you, why are you continuing to love me more? Even when I've been so cruel and hateful and mean mm. to you, she's like, I knew you before you knew Jesus. Yeah. And I know you now. Obviously, there's 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 a God. There yeah. has to be a God, you know. So gotta be something. <laughs> Something's going on. Exactly. And and he led his wife to Christ. Wow. Uh, but because he was trying to embody Jesus, he was trying to be like Jesus, and he he drew her in. God drew her in. Yeah. And it's just, it's the exact same thing that you're talking about. L love them through it. Um, they may not be there. You, you know, may be flip flopped. You yeah. know, you may not be there. And, yeah. and, and, you know, your, your wife is going to battle for you. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it, there's just, there's just no telling, you know, what it, what it is. But at the end of the day, our spouse, uh, we're there to, to go to war with them. And um, that's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that relationship is not over. It's just broken at the moment. And there is there is hope there. Imagine like the, the great puzzle put her together. You know, he sees the pieces, okay, and he knows where they need to go. And he's gracious. Yeah. He's and gracious. We just have to let him have control of the puzzle. That's right. That's like, right. No, I want to do the corner pieces. <laughs> no, God's like, I got it, dude. Just relax. I got the corner pieces too. Those are the easy ones, but I got them. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.